Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube. We on Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! We back live at Skywalker Studios, per se. And we are not talking about the Cowboys and Seahawks. We are going to be wrapping up. Yes, sir. Wrapping up the Cowboys training camp. I get they have one more. One more practice today. But we have some camp superlatives. So we're going to get into a little bit of that with our guy Patrick Nosey Walker a little bit later on in the show. Plus, in the roundup, y'all. Old Jerry. Old Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. (laughs) What's up with our guy, man? What's happening with our guy, Jerry Jones? He 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 has some words to say about one Sam Williams and, and what happened with him, his suspension, which we'll get into, y'all. I promise we'll talk about that as well. Uh, a little bit of update on, on DeMarcus Ware and some injury issues that happened yesterday. I, I wonder if I should just stop going to the first practice when they come down here. Or actually, that was the second practice. These practices, when they come down, it's the second or third year in a row I've been there and somebody has gotten injured like that, so... It's getting a little weird, man, but uh, we'll, we'll get into the injury update with that. And like I said, we'll talk to Pat uh, coming up a little bit later. If I can, let me see here. Boom, boom. Bow. Well, that's not it either. All right. <laughs> we're still trying to figure things out. Uh, as you guys know, we were at the Omni at the Star for a few days, and now we're back. We're back here at the studio. There we go. And we'll be covering what we talked about or what we saw yesterday we'll be covering what we talked about with our guys over at 105 through the fans shout out to kg shout out to reg for inviting us yesterday if you missed that if you missed me and vosh and barty live on the get right on 105 through the fan please head on over to their channel run that back from last night it was an absolute power hour a very very fun sit down it's something that we really look forward to doing and um i think we had a good time I want to run that back with KG and with Reg at some point. But if you guys missed it, please go support those brothers and go support us by running that thing back. With that said, what's good, Mom Squad? Mom Squad! How you doing? How we feeling, huh? I know know we're about to have this game on Saturday, but and we'll get to more of that tomorrow. In regards to who, you know, the watch list and whatnot. But I got to touch on this Sam Williams, Jerry Jones thing prior to hollering at uh, Patrick Nosey Walker. So let's get into this roundup and discuss the matters. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's 
time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Miss that button. Let me talk to you, Cowboys Nation. Some some really cool news yesterday. Prior to camp, I was wondering why they were not allowing uh, fans in a little earlier yesterday. And come to find out, they were doing their kickoff, 2023 kickoff season or whatever. And D-Ware was there getting honored and, and recognized for his, you know, Hall of Fame career. Well, Jerry Jones decided to surprise DeMarcus Ware by announcing that he will be enshrined in the ring of honor for the Dallas Cowboys. What a great honor for DeMarcus Ware. Should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, but it's cool he got in on the second ballot. And uh, one of the all-time greats for the Cowboys. Unfortunately, didn't secure the bat or the ring here in Dallas, but uh, at least he will be enshrined up there with the other greats. And immediately, right, when this happens, and this, this is why I feel bad for D-Ware a little bit. Immediately when this happens, the conversation is shifted. It went from, hey, man, D-Ware, congratulations to, well, why the hell ain't Jimmy Johnson in the Ring of Honor? I mean, we know why at this point. I don't even, I don't even ask that question. I don't even entertain it. I don't even get emotional about it. It is what it is between those two. Uh, some will say it's the curse that, you know, not having Jimmy in the Ring of Honor is why XYZ keeps happening to the Cowboys. Part of me may be starting to believe that. But, look, probably not going to happen as long as Jerry is alive. I'm just keeping it a being. But this should be a day for DeMarcus Ware as he gets enshrined with the other Cowboy greats. Right in front of us, man, uh, the only injury news coming out of yesterday that I'm aware of right now is that wide receiver David Durden uh, went down, non-contact injury. It was Trayvon Diggs who was covering him, uh, but he didn't, there was no contact. His knee buckle fell to the ground, immediately grabbed it, and then the cart came out, uh, and all his teammates rallied around him, and you just feared the worst, right? And according to Michael Gelkin, the Dallas Morning News, the team is also fearing that it is another ACL. It, I don't know what's what's going around here, but you know, Seattle had two ACL tears. Yesterday was another possible. We'll see. Uh, ACL tear with David Durden. Uh, if you're wondering who he is, he's the was a Western Florida wide receiver, uh, undrafted free agent. They called him uh, what Project X or something like that. Prospect X uh, coming out of college. We had a little fun with David Durden, you know, a few months ago. But you never want to see this happen uh, to anyone. So you know, you can check him off as a guy who will not be back or if he is back he'll be back on you know injury settlement working out with the team you know rehabbing with their the team doctors and whatnot but uh sad news for David Durden I'm pretty sure with these ACL injuries with what happened yesterday the practice today won't be crazy I feel like this will be more of a walkthrough more of a chill practice and according to uh Mike Mike according to Mike McCarthy the padded practices, the two big padded practices he talked about were yesterday and Tuesday. So I, I expect this to be more of a chill practice as they prepare for Saturday. And then next week, they prep for week one against the Giants. 
a week one that may or may not see Sam Williams. Okay, so you guys have all heard the news, right? Of Sam Williams being arrested. It went down almost right after the show yesterday because if it happened during the show, we probably would have extended that a little bit. So here's the news. If you haven't, you've been under a rock or you don't have social media. Sam Williams was arrested Sunday night on charges of possession of a controlled substance and unlawful carrying of a weapon. He allegedly had a THC vape pen, which is a low-level state felony, and the unlawful carrying of a weapon is a misdemeanor, according to the Frisco police. Come on, Sam. In the grand scheme of things, in Texas, you can have a weapon. In other states, you can have this pen. But here, you can't have both. I'd imagine if he just had the pen, it wouldn't be an issue. If he just had the weapon, it wouldn't be an issue. Here, from my understanding, I'm not a lawyer. I just holler at my guys down at the Cochran firm. You can't have both of those things together in this state. And Sam Williams, you damn sure can't be doing that. Not after, you know, the things that, that you went through earlier in the season. Not after the, the things you're trying to clean up from a reputation standpoint out of college, right? To boot, he was over the speed limit, which wasn't a lot. Oh, but Jerry Jones. <sighs> so Jerry Jones, they put the microphone in front of Jerry Jones and said, well, what, what do you think about this whole Sam Williams thing, man? You know, he was speeding last year. He's, he's speeding again. He's got the... The charges, and Jerry Jones said this. Last year he drives 100 miles an hour and has a wreck. You know, and this, I mean, how do you conjugate all that? How, how do you balance those things? Well, uh, first of all, I'm saying that he is, as, which is more often the case than not, uh, this sounds a little hollow, but he does and is uh, maturing. Uh, and huh? he is. Um, the, uh, uh, what was he going, 66? <laughs> was he going 66 miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. <laughs> so he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98 to 66, so that's improvement. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Hold on. Jerry, what are we talking about here, bro? What, what are we talking about here? And my bad for this music here. So, and this is this is why it's funny to me, because he's dead serious. There, there's no playing around about this. He's dead serious. One more time. I'm sorry. I just, I just one more time. Because look at his face. And, and the question, everybody's thrown off. They're like, what? Miles per hour? 66 miles per hour? Jerry, you worried about 66 miles per hour? Did you not hear the truck? So here's Jerry one more time. How do you conjugate all that? How, how do you balance those things? Well, uh, first of all, I'm saying He's that he is, as, which is more often the case than not. Uh, this sounds a little hollow, more often. but he does. He just did is, this in uh, Maturing. Uh, and he is. Um, the, uh, uh, what was he going, 66? What was he going? <laughs> was he going 66 miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. So he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98-66, so that's improving. <laughs> Yo, what was he going, 66? And everybody's like, what is, 
66, what are you talking about? Miles per hour? Jerry. If that's the if that is the definition of improvement, man, oh, you just gave everybody in that locker room leeway to do whatever the hell they want. Just stop asking this man certain questions, man. Uh, so look, here's what's going to happen. Nothing for the time being. So nothing is going to happen for the time being. If Jerry basically came out and said, I'm cool, you know, we're cool with this. Nothing will come of it from our end. So they're not going to suspend Sam Williams. He'll likely suit up for week one unless somehow, some way, the NFL. And you know what? The NFL does this. They don't really have a precedent. They, they kind of do whatever the hell they want. They, they might drag their feet with one thing. Another thing happens right away. So maybe I shouldn't say this, but it feels like he'll be available to start the season. And then at some damn point, Roger Goodell will come out and, and, and announce something. Uh, do I think something to, should happen? Somebody has to talk to him. You know, let me talk to you. Somebody has to talk to Sam Williams, Cowboys Nation. Uh, look, in the real world, is this is this something crazy? Did, did, but did you die? It's kind of the joke we were saying yesterday. It's kind of what Jerry Jones basically said. But did he die? Uh, no, it's a vape pen. You're allowed to carry a weapon in Dallas, but you still have to know the rules as a, a, a football player in the National Football League, and these things can come back to bite you in the ass. So I always go back around to the Chris Carter thing of having a fall guy, and we all laughed at it and whatnot, but it's real. Um, you are the company you keep, you, you know, the product of your environment. All that stuff is real, man, and somebody probably should get to Sam and say, look, you, ha you have to clean this up. You have too much talent. I know he's probably a good person. He does great things in the community. You know, he, he got a, a child not too long ago. He's trying to be a good father. But it's little things like this that can derail your career, believe it or not. And if that if they keep happening, one-offs, whatever. But if they keep happening, you may go down the David Irving, Randy Gregory, you know, thing where your career gets off to a rocky start. Now you're fighting this uphill battle to, to correct it. And it could cost you money or it can cost you opportunities. So, you know, somebody needs to have a conversation with Sam. With that said, I'm I like a little crazy on the field, but just not off of it. And I'm not saying what he did was crazy, but you know what I mean? I like a little crazy on the field. So I like how Sam is wired uh, when that whistle blows and he gets a chance to go out and hit these quarterbacks. He's he's been killing it at camp. Um, he's been killing it in the preseason. He's in line to be a breakout player but you got to do the right things off the field to make sure you can do that on and not knowing you can't have these two things was was a uh a mistake it was a mistake you know and i know you're not from texas i know he's young and that's why he needs to have somebody in the circle to help him grow and mature as jerry jones would say going from 94 to 66 maturing well, maybe we need to go from not carrying both to maybe carrying one. And, and he might have been okay. But Sam Williams, I think, will be fine in the long in the long run for the season. But for the long run in his career, that's TBD. Because we don't want to see these things continuing to happen, man. You just don't. And before we bring on Pat in a second, this kind of circles back around to the Dorrance Armstrong conversation. So for those who haven't tuned into the Boston Boy live show, we were having this conversation about DA, who, you know, the speculation of, I mean, he's not suiting up. 
You know, he he might want more of a bag. He's looking for some security long term. Could he be a guy they look to move on from for O-line depth? Not just to move on from to move on from. I don't know anymore. Now, I'll ask you all this. Because I think it made sense to say, hey, if we're going to move D.A., we're going to move D.A. for a quality player. But do you move him now knowing what could be looming over Sam Williams? And may, let's say it even is suspended. Let's say he gets suspended two or three games. Is that even enough to warrant you saying, hey, I got a chance to get me a six man off the bench from the old line. I'll risk it for two to three games of, of not having a Dorrance Armstrong with Sam Williams out. There's some things you could throw into this. You could spin it a bunch of different ways. But for the time being, I'd imagine that conversation probably has to be over because you don't know what's going to happen with Sam. And, and you can go further, right? You can say, well, yeah, he, he, he might be available for the start of the season. He might be available if he only gets suspended a year or a game or two, but he might do something again. And if he does something again that puts him at jeopardy, then we don't have that insurance to fall back on. So, Cowboys Nation, would you even entertain that uh, thought anymore? Which I never thought was a terrible thought to entertain if you were going to get a quality player. But that's where it ended. If you were talking about picks... Nah, I'm good to go. I'm good off that. And we'll come back to this conversation, I promise y'all. But uh, it is time to bring in our guy, Patrick Nosey Walker. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. What's good, good brother? What's up, my boy? Hey, man, we, we just have a little fun about, about the, the maturation of going from 94 miles per hour to 66 and just my goodness. Man, listen. It's all about growth. That's growth, right? <laughs> That's growth, you know? apparently. When when, Jer when Jerry said that yesterday, I I just I rubbed my temple, and I was just like, I, I guess this is what we're doing now. Uh, I know he said it as kind of like tongue in cheek, but I know he was kind of halfway serious as well. So I'm just like, you know what? Uh, all right, sir. Uh, That's that how you want to view it. <laughs> Immediately, you know? I went what? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, um. I mean, that's one way to put a positive spin on it, but okay, um, I guess that's where we are. So if he sees that as progress, then, you know, he has every right to see that as progress. And, um, you know, for Sam Williams, I would just hope that we see more of a maturation mm -hmm. over the course of his NFL career than simply, you know, measuring that by MPH per <laughs> pullover. It's <laughs> <So>, crazy, <laughs> and, and we're not we're not gonna let's not. I don't want to have to put that stat on Sam. Be like, Facts. okay, latest pull over. What, yeah, what's his average MPH? And that's how we're gonna gauge his. That come on, Jerry, stop that, stop that, stop. That. We got Patrick <laughs> Nosey Walker, DallasCowboys.com. Speaking of MPH, man, uh, these last couple practices, I got a chance to see a guy like Brandon Cooks up close and personal. Uh, at, at camp yesterday mm -hmm. in Frisco, and my goodness, the, the, what y'all were talking about mm -hmm. is so damn real. This guy has this gear that he just hits mid-route, and, and I feel like you can see the uh, the speed graphics behind him when it's happening. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's different, and I know that we've been trying to articulate that uh, to the audience um, as far as well, what you see on film is one thing, but I'm telling you guys, ladies and gentlemen, when you see it in real life, it's it's just something else. So, like you said, Steel, I mean, he has that 
extra gear that he hits at the top of his route. He can hit it mid-route. He hits it right out of his break. I mean, he hits it right before his breakdown. It's just it's ridiculous. It is insane how quickly he can get in and out of his breaks, how quickly he can go from zero to top speed. And then his top speed isn't really his top speed because when the ball is in the air, there's another top speed that's waiting for him to track that ball. So uh, he's just going to make it very, very fun for Dak Prescott. And that leads me to our our topic today, which is uh, Cowboys camp superlatives. And I wanted, I purposely started off with Brandon Cooks because I'm trying to persuade your answer here. Uh, so let's start off, okay? Most <laughs> likely to make their first Pro Bowl this season based off what you're seeing down at camp. Well, here's what's funny, and this is this is why it's great that we are so often <laughs> on the same frequency. My answer here is Brandon Cooks. Here we go. Um, and it's not be- it's not because you did a Jedi <laughs> mind trick on me, because I have a receipt. There's a mail bo- a mailbag I want to say from early July on the dot com that posed the question: Who do I feel like uh, is going to step up and get their first Pro Bowl this season? And I said Brandon Cooks, and here was my explanation. Same one I'm about to give to you now. It's because he's never had one, and quiet as it's kept, not a lot of people know that because they right. see, oh, well, he has six 1,000-yard receiving uh, seasons, and he's well-known, former you know, top pick, and teams have given up first-rounders for him, and he's been so productive. Of course Brandon Cooks has a Pro Bowl, right? Of course he does. No, no, he doesn't. But this is the year that he gets it, though, and I think it's not only because he'll deliver another 1,000-yard season, but I think he's going to deliver it for a – for a team that's at the top of the market as far as NFL uh, markets are concerned. So the stage gets no bigger than putting on a Cowboys uniform. And, you know, when it comes to Pro Bowl, it's a lot of it is a popularity contest. Yeah. So I think Brandon Cooks is going to come over, hit the ground running, quite literally speaking, get another 1,000 yards, which will mark his seventh 1,000-yard season. But because he'll do it in the Cowboys uniform, and to my estimation – his production and doing so will help the Cowboys likely get over their postseason hump. All signs point to Brandon Cooks being that guy. I'm right there with you. Y'all can play along too as well in the chat. All right, moving along. Biggest rookie impact. I'm going to go, you know, it would have been really, really nice if I would have been able to say DeMarvion Overshone because I am day one on that kid all the way. I mean, I mocked him uh, to the Cowboys in my one and only annual mock. I spoke to him at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Uh, I previewed him at the Combine as far as he should be a guy on the Cowboys radar, dot, dot, dot. And then, unfortunately, he suffers the torn ACL after having a stellar camp and a stellar, you know, beginning to the preseason. So, Overshown being off the table, I'm going to go with Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. I think that's the most likely, most likely uh, candidate to be uh, an impact player for the Cowboys in year one. And I, I think Schoolmaker will probably get more reps. Sounds like he's, you know, uh, almost completely healthy. If not there, just trying to get his strength back is what he told me yesterday. Um, but Deuce, although he won't get as many reps as Schoolmaker, I think his reps will be more productive. His efficiency uh, rate is going to be higher because when he gets a touch of that football, he's going to generate more yards per touch than Schoolmaker probably will uh, because of the way they're going to uh, scheme Deuce open and mm-hmm. how they're going to get him the ball in some of those packages. So I'm going to go with Deuce Vaughn. I think the uh, I think the sixth rounder is going to come in and 
really build on what is also a stellar camp for him, what's a stellar preseason for him, two preseason games, two touchdowns scored, probably going to go three for three against the Raiders. I think he comes in effective week one and, and just keeps that ball rolling. And something I noticed a couple of days ago uh, in Frisco was the packages they had with you know Deuce Vaughn and Tony Pollard or Deuce Vaughn and Rico Dowdle. They are using him as that move guy, but also as just a pure running back as well. So he's versatile enough to do so much on offense that they're just going to have to put the ball in his hands. So I'm right there with you. I think he's going to have that impact. And you're going to see him lined up at wide receiver in that slot every once in a while as well. So they're going to get real creative with him. That ball is going to find Deuce Vaughn, I promise you. All right, most likely vet to have a career year. I got two, and it's one on each side of the ball. So <laughs> first let me go defense. I'm going to go with Leighton Van Der Esch. Mm. I think Leighton Van Der Esch is primed for um, to have the best year of his uh, NFL career. I think last year uh, the injury that cost him a few games in December notwithstanding – he was right there as far as being Pro Bowl LVE. He was right there again. But he also had to contend with not only the, the injury that took a couple of games from him in December, but Anthony Barr wasn't prime Anthony Barr um, when he and Anthony Barr were in tandem. Damone Clark, when Damone Clark did come in, uh, he was coming in without an offseason of training, without training camp, without preseason, missing the first half of the season. So Damone was a rookie who was thrown into the fire. So when Barr went down and then it was Damone and LVE, Damone showed flashes, but he wasn't the Damone that I know that he can be and likely yeah. will be this season, which leads me to this point. I think Damone is the breakout uh, player for the defense this year, and because of that, that's going to allow LVE, who last year showed me he was teetering on that Pro Bowl caliber LVE again like he was when he was a rookie, and then you tandem him with this version of Damone, the monstrous version of Damone, LVE is going to going to have a lights out year. Now, offensively, we talked about Cooks. Okay, well, if we're talking about Cooks, then guess what? You got to talk about Lamb and and likely Gallup having a, a bounce back season. But then you talk about Jalen Tolbert looking like he's ready to be that guy at WR four and split some reps maybe for WR three if it goes that far. And then you look at the tight end room. Schoolmakers healthy. Jake Ferguson looks like he's ready to take that step. Yes, they lose John Stevens. But Hendershot, he showed flashes that he can make plays. Tony Pollard's back there. Deuce Vaughn is back there, who I just said is going to be an impact guy in year one. Rico Dowdle, he's healthy. You're seeing what a healthy Rico Dowdle looks like. And you have your best five. Yeah. You have Tyron, Tyler, Tyler, uh, Zach, and Terrence. So I, I think you know who I'm about to say. It's Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott is going to have the best year he's had in the NFL. If his front five remains healthy and intact for even the majority of the season, doesn't even have to be the entirety of it, but the majority of the season, as, the, as does his weapons at wide receiver, tight end, running back, I mean, come on. He didn't have this many weapons when he threw for almost 5,000 yards and were only two or three yards shy of Tony Romo's single-season um, touchdown record or passing yards record. So I think this is a year – where Dak Prescott has heard everything everybody has said. He talked about the interceptions. Every time he's on the mic, every time he's in front of the camera, somebody's asking him about the interceptions. Every time he's on the mic, somebody's asking him, you know, and I, hell, I was the one who said, hey, is the Super Bowl a bust? And he's like, it's always is. it always is. I think Dak Prescott shuts everybody up. Every, every one of his haters gets shut up this year. So that's going to be fun and uh, quite a ride I'm looking forward to. 
I agree with you on there. I have one for the defense side of the ball I want to talk to the chat about, but I know we, we got a time crunch here, so I'll keep, just listen to the show later. I got one for you, though. Um, next one. Oh, I always listen back. Got you. I always listen back. Camp, camp hype that might not carry over into the season for 2023. Camp hype that might not carry yeah. over. Whether it's season. a player or a thing or whatever that's getting hype in camp that may not carry over in the season. Because every year is one of those guys. Yeah, I had an answer for this, and it it blanked out. So let me try to regenerate this. Because so so you know how last year it was um, T.J. Vasher, and he didn't even make the team. You know, Dennis Houston is the other one, right? Dennis Houston, yeah, yeah. Those type guys. Um. Is it a is it a possible Jalen Brooks situation? You know where he's having well, a good that, camp. That, but... Jalen Brooks is my answer for another question. He's okay. My for another question. Okay. Um, actually, no. You know what? You know what? I think he's my answer for this one. Yeah. Okay. Here's why. That he is the answer for this one because my justification for it just came up in my head. So yeah, he is. So good looking out, Phil. See, you and I, we work together. Gotcha. Um. Jalen Brooks has had a very, very good camp, to say the least. The problem for Jalen Brooks going into the season and the reason why I challenge his hype to carry over from camp to the regular season is because of the uphill climb to step over Jalen Tolbert and then try to get yeah. – try to siphon some reps from Tolbert and Gallup because nobody's siphoning um, reps from Cooks and Lamb. That's just not going to happen. So – you got four definitive wide receivers in uh, Lamb, Cooks, I'm sorry, Lamb, Cooks, Gallup, and Tolbert. And then now you're looking at five and six. Okay, well, six, the sixth wide receiver is going to be Turpin. Okay, and assume that Turpin gets some kind of play on offense because it looks like that's what it's trending towards. So he's going to get some reps. So Jalen Brooks is, in fact, five or six, however you want to dice that up. If you say Turpin is five and right. Brooks is six. I mean, how many offensive reps are there to be had at that point when you start factoring in the tight ends and and the running backs? It's just the pie isn't big enough as far as offense for a rookie like Jalen Brooks to come in. And I think he's talented. He's going to get his. You know, it's not like he's going to leave the season with no touchdowns. He's a red zone threat. He has the build. He's going to get some targets. Um, But if anybody's going into the the regular season thinking Jalen Brooks, he's you know, he's going to be that guy. There's no room for him to be that guy right now because Tolbert has taken yes. a step forward. Yep, so, that, yep. for me, I think Jalen Brooks is is the best candidate for the hype not carrying over immediately. Now, can it translate in 2024? Maybe we'll see because Gallup's contract is going to be revisited at that point as far as the restructure, whatever. Um, but it will be time for that conversation later. But as for right now, it's going to be hard for Jalen Brooks to carry that over. I think he, I think he makes the team. But then from there, where do, you, where do you go? I mean, he's going to be mostly special teams and kind of spot duty on offense. Now, I'm going to sandwich these two questions together here. And on the flip side of the camp hype, the camp player that's been questioned the most, right, but he's going to flip the narrative during the season. And then the one guy who won't make the 53-man roster, but you have to keep on the practice squad. Go. The one who is going to – Make everybody flip their narrative is Mozzie Smith. Yeah, I, I that's what I got. Already tired. <laughs> I am. I'm already tired of people talking about Mozzie Smith. And and the funny thing is, is you know I can tell when people 
are regurgitating what they're being told. So when you say things to me like, well, Monty Smith's get off isn't quick, quick enough, and I ask you to describe the timing of his get off at Michigan versus the timing in training camp, you don't have an answer. So you, you actually haven't measured the timing. You Oh, well, no, see, it's the, it's the eyeball test. Well, everyone's eyeballs aren't the same. Mr. Magoo has two eyes as well. That doesn't mean he sees the same thing that you and I see, mm. right? Bottom line is people need to understand that Monty Smith, the reason I agree his get-off is a little bit slower, but the reason it's a little bit slower is because the Cowboys are tweaking his stance. They're tweaking his stance because they want to try to unlock some pass rush ability as well. And they're not, they know it's not a Taco Charlton situation where Mozzie has to come in and, and be this definitive pass rusher off the edge immediately. I mean, you got on the interior, you got Jonathan Hankins. He's right there. He's looking great, right? Quentin Bohanna's coming on strong. Neville Gallimore's coming on strong. You got Chauncey Ghost, and you got guys who, who can get pressure from the interior. Mozzie Smith is from the outset. He's going to eat up double and triple teams, and then when someone makes a mistake of putting him one-on-one, he's just going to throw somebody out the club and he'll get in the backfield. The get-off is going to get there to be quicker once he gets more acclimated to it. So, Mozzie Smith. Second thing was you said a player that probably won't make the 53 but has to be on the practice squad. Yeah. Uh, let me go with uh, – I'm going to look at linebacker here. Mm. And I'm kind of torn between Devin Harper and Malik Jefferson. Ooh. Because I'm, I'm, I'm torn between those two. I feel like they both qualify for the practice squad. Malik Jefferson looked great against the Jaguars, went down with a foot injury, hasn't played since, probably won't play this week. Devin Harper stepped in in the absence of Malik Jefferson, looked really good against the Seahawks. Let's see how he looks against the Raiders. So one of those two guys, but let me make a more definitive answer for you. Malik Davis. Okay. I don't think there's room for Malik Davis in the running back room just yet. Um, my top three, obviously, Pollard, but then I got Dowdle with RB2. I guess people are finally seeing what I was talking about. Dowdle is RB2. Deuce is RB3. Cowboys are not carrying four running backs. I'm hard-pressed to believe that, um, which means Malik Davis, I think he goes to waivers, and I think he clears waivers because last year he had more um, hype from training camp going into the roster cuts, and he cleared waivers anyway and ended up on the practice squad. Yep. So follow that logic, and less hype this year should clear waivers. I think he needs to be on the practice squad. I also think Ronald Jones needs to be on the practice squad. I don't think Ronald Jones makes the 53 for obvious reasons, groin injury plus two-game suspension, but I don't think the Cowboys need to be done with Ronald Jones. So I think both Malik Davis mm. and Ronald Jones carry those two running backs on the practice squad. you got 16 men. You want to make sure that your, um, that your running back core – is insured against injury, and you brought Ronald Jones in to be that post-Ezekiel Elliott insurance. Anyway, you want to continue to develop Malik Davis. So those two running backs, definitely I want to see at least one, hopefully both in the practice squad. And as far as the linebackers, Jefferson or Harper. Uh, but if you give me both of those, I won't be mad. My guy, man. Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com dropping the science. Yes, science. Hey, bro, I appreciate you, man. I know you, you're on the road, so drive safe. Um, and and we'll, we're going to see you this weekend for the Cowboys game, or you'll, you'll be down there all weekend? No, I'm going to miss out on this final preseason gotcha. game because gotcha. daddy duties. So daddy my baby duties. girl turns 11, and we're celebrating her birthday out of state with family. So Happy birthday, uh, man. Yeah. I will send her those well wishes. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the Raiders game. Um, I'll peek in as I can, but I won't be following the game because uh, – not closely anyway because, you know, girl dad. So, there Shout out to you, bro. I, um, might, I might be joining you there. I'll know soon, though. I'll know soon. <laughs> yeah, 
oh, oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> are you, are you cliffhanger? Now you're putting me on the cliffhanger. Okay, I, I am. I, okay, I'll rap to you. I'll rap to you. I'll rap to you personally. What we doing on the on the birthday of, of the great Kobe Bryant? Is that what we doing? Oh the, man! Oh, <laughs> All right, man. I'll holler at you guys, man. Talk to you later, Steve. All right, brother. That's my guy. No see y'all, Patrick. In the build, Patrick No see Walker in the building. DallasCowboys.com. Make sure y'all drop these fire emojis for that science. All right, quick little break. We're gonna come back and we're running all these superlatives back. I want to talk to y'all about my answers. I want to hear your answers, and then we'll do some camp awards as well. So this is kind of a little bit of a uh, roll out the TV type show. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host. Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Yeah, Kobe Bryant's birthday was yesterday. Somebody was dropping the um. There's a video of him and and uh, LeBron James, and people that know me personally know how I feel about about being. And when that when that went down, 2020, right before COVID hit. Ah, that was rough. That was rough. I was doing a podcast. I was doing a show live at Harrisburg East Mall. Uh, it was a Madden tournament going on. We were talking. We were talking ball. And then the news dropped right after the show was over. And you could just feel the air come out of the building. People were just like, nah, this got to be fake. This is, and you just you felt the emotions. You saw everybody in their phone just gasping, calling. Like, is this real? And, you know, we, I see this... You know, status or post or whatever that goes around about, you know, what was the celebrity death that impacted you the most? Definitely Bean for me. Definitely him. So rest in peace and happy birthday. And also, happy birthday to Patrick's daughter. I got a girl dad going on over there. We'll see what happens with me. I'll let y'all know. All right. Uh, I want to run these back. Fantastic answers by Pat. Some of our answers were the same. I didn't get a, a chance to quite, you know, look into the chat and, and see your answers. So, I want to run these back and, and and get your take on these superlatives, and then we'll get to the to the camp awards, which again we may regurgitate some of the same things. So um, earlier, when I asked the question, it was the very first question. It was, you know, who's most likely to have their you know Pro Bowl season, or who's most likely to have, make their first Pro Bowl? Let me make something very clear here, very clear. Especially if you've been watching the show, you should know when I say that. I ain't talking about the little foo stuff. I'm not talking about, oh, he's alternate to the alternate. Or, oh, this is, you know, a popularity. And that's not what I'm talking about. So I probably should have been more forward. I meant who's going to have a Pro Bowl year? You know, who's going to play like a guy that says, hey, that is a Pro Bowl player. Not this weird flag football. He's just gone because he's a cowboy and he's the, the, the sixth person on the list and somebody didn't want to go. No, 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 no. So let me make that clear. Okay, that's why I said Brandon Cooks, because I think Brandon Cooks will will make have a Pro Bowl year, not 900 yards, eight touchdowns. He went because nobody wanted to go. No, I can see him having 12 to 1300 yards. Right. And 10 to 12 touchdowns. And that's a Pro Bowl year. So that's what I meant by Brandon Cooks. Um, and, And he had the same same answer there. The other one was biggest rookie impact. Deuce Vaughn for me. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. Uh, 
just seeing how he's going to be involved. And weeks ago, prior to the first Trent, uh, first practice game or first preseason game, you heard Mike McCarthy come out and say, "Hey, it is important for me to get for us to get Deuce Vaughn involved." And I'm like, "Huh? What does that mean?" You know, and then you get to camp and you see him out there with the first team. Then you get to the Frisco, you get the preseason, you see him out there being involved in certain packages. He's going to get an opportunity. He may not win Offensive Rookie of the Year, but he's going to get an opportunity to touch the rock, I think, over 100 times this year, man. And for a guy that's explosive like he is, that could lead to a lot of big plays. And again, I said this before, I don't know when's the last time you had two explosive guys like TP and Deuce Vaughn who are going to be featured in the offense. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So to me, I got I got Deuce Vaughn as bi biggest rookie impact. Where do you guys have it here? Uh, Swain as Deuce. Jay. So Jay, you have uh, a couple people I see here. Have Tyler Smith as the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I can see that. CT says L LVE already went, though. LVE was all pro in his rookie season. So and that was, I think it was a worthy year, but. So, so LVE already won. He, he wouldn't qualify there. The Guru says Vaughn is a natural playmaker. Absolutely. 100%. Next one I had, and this is the one that, that I differ from. Most likely vet to have a career year. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. My, my answer is, is an answer that's going to be tough to get behind because his career year from a statistical standpoint in this one stat is really going to be hard to surpass. And when you look at what he is now, you can say there's just no way, Sky. But I want to see some of y'all answers. Uh, most likely vet to have a career year. Uh, Pat said LVE on the defensive side of the ball. If LVE has a career year, and I ain't getting a chance to really elaborate here, your defense is going to be dumb, okay? Because LVE was an all-pro in year one. And he's been a dinged up guy. Injuries kind of got to him a bit, but he's slimmed down. You, we talked about the the speed, and he's been he's more swift. He's more smooth now. He he definitely looks literally different um, than years past. So if LV has a career year, you're talking about an all pro year, right? Imagine having an all pro linebacker in the middle of that defense. That changes everything. So I I, I would love for that to happen. But my answer. And it says vet here. Maybe I should have given a year because guys like Jake Ferguson do not. That doesn't count. You know, he's a second year guy. Uh, I did see Osa's name pop up. That could be fair. He's only, this is his third season. I met a vet vet though. I said Demarcus Lawrence. If you go look at Demarcus Lawrence's career year, you're talking about a guy that had 14 and a half sacks in 2017. I don't think he will surpass that. I don't. I don't see him getting some 17, 18 sack season. So when I say career year for D-Law, I'm not necessarily saying it in that one particular stat. He may have eight sacks, 10 sacks, but other things may add up to him having a career year. Although, I will say this. I do think he will have more sacks than he's had in the last, what, five seasons? Since he's kind of morphed into more of a run guy that could do pass rush things. I do think he can definitely hit the 8 to 10 sack mark. So it would not shock me if he gets, say, 10 sacks, which is not a career year for him. But maybe he gets more forced fumbles. Maybe there is more tackle for loss. Maybe his tackle for loss rate goes up, which I think it will, by the way. 
I think Demarcus Lawrence will be in that top two or three across the league for defensive linemen and tackles for loss. I feel that way because of having a, a Hankins next to him all year or a Mozzie, you know, and then you got, you know, Sam and the the uh, Michael Parsons, Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong, a plethora of dudes just around him that you just kind of forget that that guy is still there. So it ain't going to be easy to get behind DeMarcus Lawrence's career year because you look at 14 and a half sacks, but I just, I truly do believe third year in, in Dan Quinn's system, all this talent around him, you're just not going to be able to pay as much of attention to him as you did in years past. You just can't. It's impossible. Not with a mic out there. Not with Hank in the middle. Not with Mozzie in the middle. And we can, we can poo-poo Mozzie's playoff or Mozzie's preseason game against Seattle, but you're going to have to allocate bodies to him. You just are. Speaking of which, I'm going to jump down a little bit because I want to stick to this Mozzie thing. And I'm with him 100% on the, the camp player that's been questioned, but will flip the narrative during the season. Mozzie Smith, 100% all the way. Uh, and, and here's the reason why, man. You can, you can actually see Mozzie Smith put it together in the midst of him struggling in a preseason game. Talking about Seattle. There are snaps. There are times more reps that he's having. More the, the second quarter or whatever. Third, whenever he's in the game. You see early on there might be this kind of, okay, he hasn't figured it out. And then by the time you get to snap 15 or 20, okay, he's figured something out here. So just imagine by the time you get to game four or five or something like that. And, and he may not be where you want him to be in year five or something because he's a rookie. But he's better. And Mozzie Smith will 100% be better than he he will be better by week four or five than he is on August 24th of 2023. Okay, number one. Number two, he's going to be out there with the Hankins of the world, the D-Laws, the, the uh, Michael Parsons, LVEs, that secondary intact. That's going to change things drastically as well, because now do you double Mozzie? Do you worry about LVE? Do you worry about Demarcus Lawrence. D-Law is going to be able to be in his ear. You remember what D-Law did for Michael last year? Hey, they're playing me this way. Boom, 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 boom. Do this. Sack. All of that will be happening. Jonathan Hankins came out the other day and was like, man, Mozzie's going to be fine. You know, Mozzie, he just needs to continue to get reps and continue to work on his craft, man. And the little things that you just don't necessarily key on in college because I can just bully you. The, the running joke here we always say is now you're playing against grown men that has mortgages and kids, you know, so things are a bit different. Even if you got a year or two on Mozzie, that is a year or two of understanding the nuances. So he just needs to play more. It, the natural talent is there by far. So when I hear this taco, when I hear this, this uh, what's the other cat? Tristan Hill. I think he has way more upside than those guys. Truly do believe that. So Mozzie Smith, I think, is going to flip the narrative for those who are completely out on him already, which is wild to me. It's popcorn society. man. It's crazy. Uh, and then the one the one guy who won't make the 53-man roster, but you have to keep on the practice squad, he was saying Devin Harper or Malik Jefferson. Those are good. For me, and this could be, yeah, I'm going to be real, it's going to be a little bit of a bias because, a bias because I, I, I just like the skill set of this this player and watching him the last couple days I I specifically was watching this player J I didn't care about the passes that were being thrown I just wanted to see his quickness I wanted to see him, him run routes I just wanted to see him in live in person Jalen 
Moreno Cropper, not Jalen Brooks. Jalen Moreno Cropper is the one guy I want to absolutely keep on this 53-man roster. I've, I'm sorry, on this uh, practice squad. Obviously, you're going to have many more players, and there's other guys I'd like to keep as well. But I want to keep Cropper. There, there's something to him that I think can be... Don't throw tomatoes at me. Cole Beasley-ish down the line. Now, Cole was able to make it. I think he made the 53 right away. But I'm a big, big fan of having a slots slot guy. And you tell me, it won't be this year, but maybe next year, Jalen Moreno Cropper gets a whole full year in the system, you know, you know, at practice. And, and then now we're going into next season and maybe you're you're looking for a slot slot or a fourth wide receiver, depending what they do with a, a specific wide receiver. Yeah. Keep Moreno Cropper to me on the practice squad at the very least i think there's something there man I, I like the way he was moving i like how he comes out of his cuts he started off hot um or out of his breaks he started off hot and then it just tailed off a bit and um, i'm hoping he gets a whole lot of rep saturday you know we don't need to see Jalen tobin Jalen brooks and Jalen moreno cropper we don't need to see Jalen tobin i think that's a wrap we know he's gonna make the team so those are my answers the other question was, can Pipe that might not carry over? I agree with Jalen Brooks because I just don't think there's going to be room for him to carry over that hype. It's really not about him. It's about the room. He's five or six, so he's, he's not going to get that chance barring injury. And even if there is an injury, you're probably looking at supplementing those targets to the tight ends, to the running back. So, yeah, to me, it's Jalen Brooks. So those are my answers to the camp superlatives, Cowboys Nation. Let's wrap to my good brother here. Set it off. Chris, what's up, man? What's up, man? Listen, you're going to drop that bombshell and then try to smooth ease that on. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about We can't watch your answer until you put it later. We'll do that later. But yeah. I think you did the one thing you always asked us not to do and never get numb to greatness. Mm. You know, the guy that's going to be the veteran has yeah, man, it's one of them Harris, Harrisburg dudes. Because, you know, I've always said, Harrisburg dudes are different, man. Everyone that I know is different. You different. And then Michael Parsons is just absolutely different. And this is going to be his defensive player of the year season. He's going to be the vet. He's a vet. He's three years in. I know he thinks vet, vet is down the way. But this dude is in his third year. Yeah. He's put on some extra weight, adds some more nuance to his game. And uh, I think the guy is going to be just – Lights out, and 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 for us saying lights out, that's all he's ever been. But I think he's gonna take it to a, to another level. Yeah, I just think he's gonna take it to another level. Look, I, I probably should have put a, a number on it because you're right. I mean, technically, when you're in year three, the Osas, the the uh, Michael Parsons, they're technically veterans, right? But I was kind of more focused on guys right. that have been around a little bit longer. But yeah, man, Micah, defensive player of the year True. is loading, bro. It's loading. So it, it, it'll be it'll be a travesty. If he doesn't, especially with him being able to move around like he is, man, he's, man, the guy's just, he's breathtaking, man. You just hey, sit back and, and Mel, slap yourself sometimes. Mel said the chat, the camp hype that won't carry over is Micah's getting a sack every play, but he'll get one every game. Let me tell you, look, for real, because look, I think it was CD, CD Lamb who said, bro, I can't wait to stop practicing against Micah Parsons because he's ruining the offense getting a real good look on their plays. It's crazy. Absolutely. And, and, and dude, he just, he's just maturing. He's maturing into his body, into his game. And so I think what you were talking about, the guys 
that you want on the practice squad, I think you're going to have three Jalen's on this team next year. You're going to have Mario mm. Crawford, and you're going to have Jalen Brooks. Jalen Brooks is a um, he's a real diamond in the rough, to be totally honest with you. Him coming out of South Carolina and them, you know, kind of transitioning. You know, he's kind of like the drag guy. And they had a lot of really, really good guys on South Carolina's team. So I think, you know, you're going to see him be able to progress on special teams, do some certain things there, work a little bit more nuanced what he's going to do, get a full season inside of just being a professional, and I think he's going to be amazing. And I, li- and I like to say about Moreno Proper as a slide guy, which will be kind of different because I love CD in the slide. But I guess, you know, with the money he's going to get, they're going to force him to be more outside. But it doesn't matter. He can do it anywhere. And that's, yeah. and that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, and for clarification. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. This is something, no, this ahead, something totally separate. It's about no, something in the chat. Oh, okay. But no, that, that was it, man. I'm going to get out to here, man. I'm just going to go and listen to the show, man. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this this other stuff you're talking about later. Got gotcha, you, know? brother. And and, uh, and, a, and a ceremonial a ceremonial bottle is on the way. I know we don't do a, we don't give any, I guess, to drink the pour anymore. But you're going to pour something. We've been doing it for the last three, last two years, and we're not going to stop the party. So uh, it'll be on the way. I'll be waiting for it, bro. Appreciate you set it off, Chris. Salute. For clarification, TC, this isn't just focused on one side. A career year could be on the offensive side, too, so it's not just those guys. Uh, anybody on offense you believe that's a veteran that's going to have a career year, they count as well. Um, let's keep it moving here, man. Let's get Marcus on the phone. What's good, Marcus? Hey, Scott, good morning, man. What's going on? Welcome good morning. Back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy to be back in the studio. <laughs> Good to hear from you, man. Just been enjoying the shows late nights. I've been doing my thing up and down. Uh, that's a good. That's a good uh, bet. I had not. I would have been like most people. I would have assumed somewhere Brandon Cooks would have gotten to a pro bowl. I know. That's I thought that look, is amazing. When I looked that up, I was actually shocked that he didn't. I'm like, well, this is the easy answer for me, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, you yeah you you, you, you you see his resume, you would think, hey man, just by accident, he would be on somebody's Pro Bowl roster, and you know I think that's going to tie into if he has a Pro Bowl caliber year, that kind of harkens back to that whole thing with Randall Cobb when he was in 2019 resurrecting his career, and that's going to tie into you know that if, if Brandon Cooks, I guess my I guess my thought is if Brandon Cooks makes a legitimate Pro Bowl, which will be hard to do because this is a conference with. Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb and a whole lot of other wide receivers in it. But if Brandon Cooks makes a Pro Bowl, it has a legitimate Pro Bowl-level caliber season like you mentioned, it's going to be hard to keep Dak Prescott yeah. out, of, out of MVP conversation. It's really going to be hard to do that. And uh, so I'm looking forward to see how see that playing itself out. I think that'll be uh, interesting. Again, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just amazed at that old thing with Brandon Cooks not, not being a Pro Bowl player. He's been Pro Bowl level. Certainly has been, uh, so so that'll be interesting to watch. And and I'm not I'm like most people that that are, uh, are, are talking about Mozzie Smith. I love what Patrick said about how he kind of challenges people to tell him what it is that they really yeah. don't know. I, I love you know it's, it's just the way it is nowadays. Man, everybody's got all 22 cameras now. Everybody he's seeing everything. People see things and they really don't know what they're looking at and they don't know what they're looking for. So I, once I start seeing people double team a rookie, that even Mozzie, there's a raw rookie at that D tackle spot. When they have, when they have to commit, 
to double team in a guy like that, he doesn't know what he's doing yet, he's going to be a beast. I, I said when they drafted him, it, it might take a minute because, again, he's got – they were saying that when they were drafted him and they were stout him. And he, he has some technique things that he needs to work on. You know, people have mentioned his get-off and things like that. Those are things that can be corrected yeah, and because he's not going to be bullying people in college, yeah. in college like he did. He's not going to do that in the pros. And so under, he's going to be uh-huh. And the underrated thing about it is something that Pat said is that he's not he's not looked at the same way as Taco. Taco needed to come in here and pe- rush the passer right now. The, the expectations were much higher. Where Mozzie's really focus is going to be on clogging up the lanes in the middle and stopping the run and along the way developing the pass rush stuff. But in the meantime, maybe push the pocket to affect the passer. And I think he can do all of that this year. And one game in the preseason is not going to change all of that because all the pieces are still there for Mozzie. He just has to play. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He, he'll be fine. People people just panicking. You see one video of, of Jalen Carter beating somebody second or third team somebody, and, and we, have a, we have a panic attack here. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But I, it, it is yeah. what it is. Uh-huh. Now you're yeah, right, but go and, ahead. And, and close. No, no problem, man. No problem. You know me. You, you and Brock got to do something about me talking over you too, man. Don't let me talk over you. He's y'all so Don't let me come it's on a, talking over it's you. It's a part. Stuff. At this point, <laughs> it's a part of the bit. So, so <laughs> no, I'm never gonna stop y'all because then we just gonna make fun of you afterwards. In closing, Marcus. Yeah. Well, one more thing. Quick thing about LBE. I've always thought LVE was was a, a, a real linebacker, an off-ball yeah. linebacker. You kept him clean, and, he, and, and you gave him, you know, space to play in, and he was always better than average, at least, you know. And, and I think he's been trying to be a lot of things. Not of it has to do with injury. I think he has been trying to be a lot of things that he probably wasn't, in, in my mind, probably trying to be a little bit more physical, but he's really not a physical player. In, in the sense that he runs the contact, he's looking, he's looking to dunk people. That's not him. That's never, that wasn't him his rookie year. He was making, he was making plays in his rookie season. He wasn't necessarily, you know, thumping people. You know, so so him being free to kind of see it and go, that's going to be interesting to see if that's what happens. I don't think he's downhill. I don't think he's ever been downhill. But if he sees it and goes now, he can see it and he, he can, so he can see it and go. You know, I, I do think he he has a, a higher IQ than maybe we give him credit for. I think the issue since his rookie year is that he just hasn't been physically able to match, you know, the, the click ability. Meaning you see it and you go, you click and boom, you're there. Like, I, I do believe the injuries caught up to LVE and, and slowed him down quite literally. Uh, but now, right, if you keep him clean and he's slimmed up a bit, he's, he's lean a little bit and he looks a lot faster than he looked over the last number of years, Maybe now he mm-hmm. sees it, he's clean, and he goes, yeah. and we get a higher rate of – because what, here's what I wanted to see more from, from LV. I wanted to see more tackles for loss. I wanted to see more stops, right? More, I needed to see him make more plays at or uh, behind the line of scrimmage as opposed to six and a half yards down. It was a one point in time, bro. This is no joke. Uh, his tackle, average tackle depth, was that of safeties. And the reason why safeties are high is because, mm-hmm. obviously, passes are thrown – and they make a tackle. You can't have a linebacker whose average tackle depth is eight yards downfield. Can't do it. I, I, I get that. I get that. And, and not to push back on it, but I, I, I do think a lot of that sometimes 
has to do with the way people play offense in the league now. A lot of people do get spread out. Um, what used to be uh, quote around the, the line of scrimmage. Then what's the explanation like, for a guy but, like Bobby Wagner who averages like two yards and guys like Wagner, uh, not Wagner, Fred Warner and other, other just other good linebackers too who are not averaging eight yards per, t- per tackle at the linebacker position. They yeah. all play in the same league. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I, I I get you. I get you. Uh, I just I just I just like that LBE. You know, is maybe 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 they'll maybe they'll allow him to be something he is. He is in the middle linebacker. He's never been a guy that's looking for that contact. But I do think he he can he can be where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And if he looks a step quicker, I think that's because he's he's more confident in in taking that step instead of waiting to see what happens. You know, he's always been kind of and like you say, that tackle there is kind of kind of lends itself to him being a, a overgrown safety. I've always thought of him as that. You know, mm-hmm. he's Brian Urlacher. You know, he was Brian Urlacher. He said Brian Urlacher was all, a whole whole hell of a lot more physical than LV. Yes, was. yes. But uh, let me yeah, look, let me let me let me let you go, Scott. Hey, great show, man. Hey, yeah, you were in, you were in tore it up over there with, with with the get right, man. Y'all had the, <laughs> that was going on. I love that. I'm gonna watch that it in a minute. Yeah, that was fun, man. <laughs> Appreciate you, Marcus. No problem, Bob. <laughs> Make sure y'all check that out if you have not. Me and Vosh were on 105 through the fan last night on a get right, the eight o'clock hour. And of course it was eight-ish. And uh we went to about nine, man. It was it was fantastic. But but yeah, no one should ever mistake an LVE for a thumper. Excuse me. For a thumper. He's not. He's not a thumper, never will be a thumper. And that's why, if you guys remember way back, back in time, way back in February-ish, in the conversation, we were doing hindsight 2022. And the conversation was bringing this player back or bringing that player back. When we got to LVE, the very first thing I said was, if you're going to bring this guy back, you have to bring back Jonathan Hankins. Or you got to go out there and get a version of Jonathan Hankins because you need to keep him clean. LVE is not going to sift through the trash from a physical standpoint. He's not going to meet these these guards in the hole and, and move them like that. Um, that's just not his game. Maybe a lot of people believe it's the injuries, the, a little bit timid in that situation. It's just not his game. So now that he got Hankins back, now that he got Mozzie up here, now you can keep him clean a little bit. Now, now from according to Sharif Floyd, and I think I'm seeing it now in camp and I'm seeing it in preseason, we're going to attack our guys in front of us. We're going to you know, a- attack these gaps to allow these linebackers to be able to roam free. That benefits everyone, but it definitely benefits an LVE because I do think he has the IQ. I've seen LVE on film. The Bears game is, is a perfect example, and there's many other games where he saw it. I synced it, right? LVE saw it. His body, his mind, everything saw it, and he attempted, but his body didn't allow him to get there you know, fast enough or allow him to get through that guard or center or tackle or fullback or whomever, allow him to, to beat the guy to the spot because he just physically wasn't able to do it. But I also saw him see it, be kept clean, and he has a straight line and he gets there and he makes plays. So if you combine, he's going to get help up front with there's a more leaner, faster LVE. Yeah, I think we could be seeing more peak version of him than not. Got to stay healthy. Gotta stay healthy. It did feel like that, the guru. Now I see a lot of y'all dropping this Isaiah Simmons news. Well, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll do this. I mean, I... breaking news: Isaiah Simmons traded to the Giants for a seventh round pick. 
I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you. Right, let me tell you <laughs> we don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you know, but but I see the the the, the chat is very active about it. But that is what happened, you know. Isaiah Simmons traded to the Giants, and quite frankly, I, I, there's nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. All right, uh, let's get Twan on the horn. What's good, man? What's up, Scott? What's up with you? Not much, man. I'm just calling and tell you about who I think the greatest career for the Cowboys in this year. You kind of, you kind of, oh, 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 we lost Twan. All right, let's get, let's get 201. What's good, 201? Good morning, Sky. Good morning, Bouts. Good morning. Everybody chatting. Good morning. Is this Miss Sadiqa? Yes, it is. Let me me save you, Miss Sadiqa. How you doing this morning? I'm fine. Hello, chat room. Good morning. Welcome back, Sky. Yes, I'm. I'm glad to be back, and I know you' about to set the, the set the uh, chat straight. I know. I just I'm know. about to set the whole damn thing up. I'm about to get them because this mean it's a several hundred people in this room, and it's only one one fifty six likes. What the hell does that make any kind of sense to me? No, I prefer to all get this damn likes up. Tell them again. Get them up. Get Tell them up. again. Mm-hmm. Get them up. They're moving. Move on, keep on going. To hmm. make no damn sense. Now, I tell you, same people in this room every time, every day, on all the um, cowboy channels, the same shit. That's crazy. <laughs> you grown from three no children, or are you? You could be. Can we only repeat the children, hmm. not adults? Hmm. Get the shit up. I, shoot, I'm about to go Get like it. Get it going. I'm about to go like it. Hold on. Let me, <laughs> I'm going to like my own show just because you said all that. I'm, y'all, you got me scared first right of all, now. First of all, now, since you like, said you didn't okay, your turn now, Scott. I got you. Hey, Mr. Deacon, I got you. When you open up your room, you should be the number one light, number one, because you open up your room. You're right. So you should always have your light up already. You're right. Cause see, when I mean, this when I this when I like this when I think about these lights, that's like coming to somebody's house not even speaking to them. Mmm, that's a good that's a good example. I was raised better than that. Right, and I'm sure these people. Oh, I'm sure they were too. But what I'm saying is, when you come into somebody's room or house, or whatever, you say hello, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. And you all, when you say hello. Hit that like button. That's like saying, hello, Sky. Good morning for you. even know it's there. Get this shit together. All right, I'm now, Sky. I love the show. Thank you very much for everything you've done. Thank, thank you, Mr. D. Wait. 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 Did Mr. D just play her own outro music? Oh, she's a beast for that one, Mr. D. She just played her own... Outro, Mr. Digga said, where is that? She said, three, two, one. And I'm out. Oh, you got love, Mr. Digga. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, if you ain't like that, you just, you better like it now. You're enjoying the show. Hit the like and subscribe for more. Okay. I had to go like my own thing because I was getting a little, I get a little shook, you know? To remind me of my nan 
You go over the house, and if you if you're smacking, she ain't with that. She on your ass. If you uh, playing in the neighbor's front yard or something, she on your ass. If you not hitting that like button, Mr. Deacon on your ass. Oh, oh, she called back in. Hold on, wait a minute. Mr. Deacon, what's up? You, you forgot something? I'm sorry. I didn't know I hit the phone again. I apologize. Oh, all right. Just making sure. Just making sure, Mr. Deacon. All right. Enjoy your day. Let me tell you something right now. When she call in, I'm I'm shutting everything down. I don't care if Vach is on the phone. I'm putting Vach on hold. I ain't, I ain't finna get no virtual whooping. No, sir. Uh, <laughs> she dropped the mic on. She said, I'm out. Three, two. <laughs> All right, man. Where was I out here? Let's see if we got some super chats I ain't get to. Boom. Today's the 24. I think we're straight. Yes, we are straight today. <sighs> Y'all funny, man. Y'all are absolutely funny. By the way, I see Big A in the chat. I see our guy, Brother L, in the chat. We got a chance to meet Brother L yesterday. I thought he was about to hit me with a shimmy or something because he looked like he was a kappa. Uh, <laughs> shouts out to Brother L. He helped me out with some things too, man. I, I, got, you, I got you DM. I'm going to look into that for sure. We're going to rap. But, man, it was it was pretty dope to, to meet some of y'all for the first time down here in Frisco. You didn't get a chance to go out to Oxnard, but we got a chance down here in Frisco. So that, that was pretty fun. Um, and, look, I, I don't know if I'm going to be there today, but if I am, I'll have it. If not, all good. Y'all will see me at these, you know, watch parties and, and, and the games if I'm at, whether it be Texas Live or whether it be somewhere else. All of that is in the works. All right? But that was cool. That was cool to see a lot of y'all uh, in person. Yeah, she's going to give me a virtual ass whooping DMV. And I ain't with it. Don't do that, Alpha Mason. He just kind of looked like... he just he, You know what? He kind of did look like an Alpha, too. You know? and, um, and these are these are, these are are good things I'm saying, Brother L. I probably should have said Alpha. He kind of gave me kind of the, the, the gentleman, you know, version of an Alpha, yeah. But anyway, uh, shouts out to... To Caustic Kylan, dropped a couple. Super chat. Dropped two and said, congrats, gosh. <laughs> Shout out to Boston Scientific. See, this they should be paying up. What's it called? Residual? We should be getting residual, man. Y'all keep the Boston Scientific thing alive. I think that's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Brother L dropped another one, says, Studio 2024. Super chat. And, and I mean it. If you watched us, you know, at the Omni, live in person if you watched us on 105 through the fan in their studio live in person how could you not want to see Vach and sky full time live in person come on come on man shouts out to all the fraternities shouts out to all the fraternities and sororities by the way i ain't i'm not trying to single anybody out but you know some of y'all gotta look you know now if he came in there with like the camouflage and you know the big chain and was wearing this you know doing a crazy line dance when nobody else is doing it might have we ain't gonna say who that is but y'all know who that is you know so it all depends y'all gotta look that's all y'all gotta look but shout out to all y'all but you know what fraternity we about to start and it's about to be for real new media <laughs> yeah New media is really about to be a thing. We, we've had many conversations 
with many different people these last three days. And there's things in the works, not just for new media, but but those that are willing to work with new media as well, man. It It is up from here. That's all I'm going to say. It's up from here. I forgot, Twan, you called in and, then you, and you dipped out. Let's see if Twan's not under a bridge no more. What's good, Twan? My fault, Scott. I don't know. My my car ended up failing. I don't know what happened with that. Your car? No, the, the car. Oh, the, the car, car failed. Car. I, don't gotcha. I don't know why cool. it failed. The good call. Gotcha. What I think is going to happen is I think um I think Jack Prescott is going for an MVP season because we're going off superlatives. I really do. I think he's going for his, I think he's going for his best season, just like you said. He didn't have these weapons, and he almost. He almost caught Tony Romo record with passing touchdowns, so I feel like he could eclipse that this year. Um, breakout yeah, can, player. Can I can I say something about that? And I hate to give national media attention, but but there's this this thing about Dak's best year was his rookie season, and and in my head I'm like, are are you guys blind? Like like no, literally. I don't I don't think that <laughs> I don't either. think that at all. Like literally, just just one season removed of last year. The dude broke franchise records for the Cowboys. I don't understand how 37 and 10 is not, and 4,800 yards, whatever it was, is not better than 3,300 yards, 20, what was it, 26 and 4? Whatever, don't matter. Yep. I digress. Go ahead. I feel like, I feel like, um, Deuce, and I wasn't a big fan of Deuce, but I'm, I'm, I'm riding a bandwagon. I feel like Deuce is going to be. Our breakout player. Honestly, I feel like Deuce is going to be is going to be our breakout player. Well, let me let me let me let me like let me Mark, let me change it up on you because Deuce Deuce is a rookie, so you know rookies is rookies. When I think breakout, I mean somebody that's been around and, and then they finally broke out. Who do you think that would be? Take the rookies out. Oh, be second shit. year player, third year um, player, veteran. It could be anybody but a rookie. Shit, I'll say CD then. I'll say CD. Oh. If anything, cause huh. I say, cause I'll say CD, C, CD will finally emerge to being a top three receiver, and to me, that'd be breakout issue. Wow. If he gets, if he in, if he ends up with fifteen hundred, anywhere between ten to twelve touchdowns, I mean 12, 12 to fifteen touchdowns, that's a breakout year for me from CD, and I think he could do that. Uh, I would, I would say last year was his breakout, but if he breaks out of the breakout. We're talking all pro. We're talking. We're talking Michael Irvin all time Cowboys receiver exactly. season. Yeah, exactly. And um, and and Mozzie, I, I feel like Mozzie will get it right. Like we're too we're too we're too hard on him too early because we haven't even seen him play in a real regular season game and see how he gets treated. And and like you guys said, it, we're we're changing his technique. So that that comes with time within itself. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, and 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 you're on a whole you're on a whole new level. So that's so that's what I feel about that. Like I like, that's all you got, bro. Yeah, that's all I got today, Scott. All right, man. Appreciate you. Good stuff right there. Our guy Twan from Connecticut, because we got a bunch of Twans. Well, let me tell you, if C D Lamb, what do you have last year? Y'all? Thirteen and ten or something? Thirteen, eleven. We're talking, what well, Mike have 16? For my old heads that I remember specifically. <laughs> we had like 16, 1700 yards that year. Mm. 
I personally think C.D. Lamb's a top five to seven talent at the position already. He just needs to to put the production together and probably back-to-back years, and then the conversation will be over. But he is one of the few 2021, right? Was it was that COVID year? Yeah, 2020. One of the few 2020 wide receivers that has continued to rise productive-wise in his rankings and stats or whatever every, se- every single season. So the data shows he will get better. The data shows his statistic will, statistics will be better. So he could break out from the breakout. Hey, JP must have just dropped up in here. I'm going to tell you. But I got you, JP. Super chat. JP just dropped five. Thank you for the donation. JP says, Isaiah Simmons traded for a seventh round pick. Why are we sitting on our hands when we can use some depth at the position? What's your thoughts, guy? My thoughts on Isaiah Simmons being traded for a seventh round pick. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. Let me tell you. Right, <laughs> let me tell you we don't care. I don't care about that. But your second part. So I'm with you, JP. Um, and it's funny because we had this conversation a few days ago where if you want to secure the guy you want and you know a team is looking to to cut him, trade the seventh round pick, trade the sixth round pick to get that guy so you don't got to deal with waivers, you don't got to deal with competing in free agency. Uh, it's it's Thursday. Maybe that happens Friday. Maybe they wait till Saturday and do that. I think there were some preseason trades made uh, years, years ago. I want to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say it didn't go our way. The Chiefs guard for Chardarius Char- or Chavarius Ward. Y'all remember that? I think that happened on like game day. You know, so so Dallas might be on the horns. I think they should be on the horns. Um, but there are going to be a lot of cuts. And I just, I have a hard time believing they are not going to do anything. They're just going to sit there and say, yep, we're going to go into the season with boom, 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 boom. Knowing we've had all these injuries and, and knowing that there's some play that is a bit skeptical either you don't trust a guy because he's young and inexperienced or you don't trust a guy because he ain't good enough so i do think they'll do something but in regards to isaiah simmons does nothing for me nothing yeah that that uh man that that trade was so bad in hindsight and and ward was balling too this dude didn't even make it i think got hurt and he never he never made the team the the chiefs offensive lineman but Charvarius Ward has went on to have a very, very productive year. And, and look, Ward, Michael Jackson, not talking about hee-hee, talking about the Miami cornerback. Hell, Joe Jackson, not his papa, but another Miami defense end. They've went on to do some good things too. So, you know, Dallas, they might pick him and cut him, or they might sign him and cut him, but these guys are, or some of these guys, and everybody, they go on to be pretty solid elsewhere. All right, I got that last one. So tomorrow, thinking about doing a 53-man roster prediction. I know that's very cliche, and I know I try to stay away from things like that, uh, but I think it'll be fun, and I think it'll open up conversations to be had. The old say, ouch, knock on the door and say, you know, you hurt. There's, I think there are legitimately possibilities to do that. I also think uh, there are some players who you could argue may have been beaten out based off a of play and, and some draft picks that may, not, that may not make this roster. So I think tomorrow we're going to have a productive 53-man roster 
uh, conversation. Maybe I won't predict it. Maybe we'll just we'll just talk it through. I hate stuff like that because it'll it'll work itself out. It always does. Every time we're like, ah, oh, he's not going to make the team, and then eventually they make the team or they they get cut and brought back because of gymnastics. But there needs to be a conversation that needs to be had though for certain players. So we'll do that again tomorrow, likely. Then of course you guys can call in as well. So we'll all wrap. One more again, because I don't want to get virtually whooped and digitally cussed out. Please, if you enjoyed the show, hit the like button on your way out. We are really growing this whole thing, and we're just in preseason. Imagine once the season gets here and you are a part of the bomb squad. Kid me? We kidding me? It is Thursday. That means. Mo should be back on. I don't want to speak for Mo because he wasn't on yesterday. But if he is, make sure you check out uh, Mauricio Rodriguez, A to Z Sports Primetime, about 8 p.m. Central. Uh, I'll wrap the watch here and see if we will be on later. Not sure. I know he just he's traveled. It's been a hell of a week, man. Not just physically exhausting, but emotionally, in a good way, emotionally exhausting from, from all the good things that have happened Uh from Monday to today. So I'm not really sure what's going to go on there. But man, again, one day, as he says, we will, we will have all these stories to tell. And, and you guys will have been a part of those stories. All right. Thank you, Miss Jackie. Thank you. So with that said, I think we covered everything. I think uh, we got all the super chats out the way. You guys called in. I'm going to go ahead, find this button, hit this button, and get up out of here. Please hit the bell for the notice. Hit the bell for the news. We back tomorrow live, 8.30-ish, wrapping up this week. We got the final preseason game on Saturday. And then it's time. It's time to start prepping for week one. All right? We will see y'all possibly later, but definitely tomorrow. We out of here. Love y'all. so much swain you know good god dang well i'm about to use that as a drop now push the god dang button Bomb squad!